Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. some glasses on myself i'm not quite sure how to get them off but anyway um there you go uh i don't know what ticker is anyway um professional show must go on so hoping it's working wasn't working last week was it but uh let's just push on and assume it is um supposed to be live on oh there you go Corin's in it's where Instagram never lets me down. Corin, these aren't glass, these are this is like an Instagram thing, so they're not actually there. You see, not actually on me. Um, but I don't know how to get them off. I was just pressing the buttons before, but uh, anyway, um, I will do that in a sec. But I have got some questions which I will go over presently, and um, I'll just I'll keep them on. How do I? Nope, invite to join. That's the wrong one. No requests. How do I get the glasses off? Aha. Nope. Uh, oopsie. Right, let's get, let's get, no. There you go. That's it. They're off. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, oh God, what have I done now? I'll tell you what, I don't know if you've noticed, but, um, Nothing comes with instructions anymore, does it? Nothing, you know, you get the most complicated. I was talking to kids the other day. What was, what are they doing? They're playing some game and it looked really, oh, that's right, FIFA. He was playing a FIFA game and it looked really complicated. And I thought, there's no instruction book for this. Nothing comes with instructions anymore. I mean, Instagram's got no instructions. I don't know how you're supposed to know what everything does. Are we all just supposed to know or? Nothing's got instructions. You buy the most complicated phone or computer and you just open the box and there's no instructions whatsoever. Just turn on. What happened? What happened to what happened to uh, to instructions? Well look at that. Facebook's alive. Hi Louise. Hi Hope. Hi Hope. Hi Hope. Hi Hope. Oh, hi Hope, you're well. Yeah. I'm very well, Elaine Louise, and I hope you're well too. Um, so I've got some questions here, which I'm going to kick off on. Does a breast reduction include a breast lift? Yeah, the answer to that is yes. It's uh, quite common for people to say, I need a breast reduction and a breast lift. Uh, but you don't have to even ask for the breast lift. When you have a breast reduction, in, in order to reduce the volume of the breast, you have to reduce the skin envelope and that therefore requires the breast to be lifted so in many ways a breast lift and a breast reduction are the same operation it's just that a breast reduction removes volume and in fact i had someone who i saw last week who had already had a breast reduction or a breast lift she'd had surgery anywhere where where the, the breast had been lifted and she wanted another reduction but she didn't want the nipple moved because she's worried about the vascularity and what have you, which is quite right to be worried about it because it you can have problems with the vascularity and the nerve supply and the blood supply of the nipple 
when you do a breast reduction, but it's increased when you're doing a revision, when you're doing it second time round. So she didn't want the uh, nipple moved. But I said to her, I can't really make the shape of the breast look good leaving the nipple where it is. Because when you do a breast reduction, you usually take the volume out of the lower part of the breast to take the heaviness out of the breast so it's less likely to droop in the future. And if you're just taking volume out of the lower part of the breast and you're leaving the nipple where it is, it's usually a little bit low anyway. And if you're taking volume out of the lower part of the breast and not lifting that nipple up and not tightening that skin envelope, your nipple's going to look weird. It's going to look at a low in a low point. So you have to lift the nipple. You have to lift the breast when you do a breast reduction. It is an integral part of it. You do not have to ask. And you certainly got to be careful, actually, because um, if you're ringing the hospitals or if you're ringing a, the sort of, a, a, you know, the finance office or something to ring for a price for something, um, we've certainly been in this situation where patients have asked maybe someone who isn't clinical in the pricing office that they want a breast lift and a reduction and the person in the office says okay a breast reduction is this much a breast lift is that much you know add them both together and whatever however they do it um but uh, charges them a huge amount of money when in fact they um should say that the breast lift is an integral part of it so it's no extra to have a lift with the reduction an integral part <clears throat> is a sleeve tattoo too big for tattoo excision okay two should have double o i accept that um but uh notwithstanding that basically yeah i mean we get loads of tattoo uh, pictures so if you've got a tattoo and you're wondering if to have it removed or not then send us a photo very happy to um give you an opinion it's always the best way people often say oh you know tattoo this dimensions and stuff but if you send us a photo we can just have a look um i would say well, the vast majority, like 80, probably 90% um, are not suitable. And certainly any of these big sleeves and things, you know, whole arm, it's just not suitable. You can't take that much skin off. Um, people talk about skin grafts and things. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of skin grafts. So um, I'm a fan of a direct closure, perhaps a sealed excision. But certainly a big sleeve uh, tattoo would not be suitable for excision. It's only for sort of relatively small tattoos or potentially bigger tattoos in areas with skin laxity like the abdomen um, where there's a bit more skin laxity. Um, what do we got? Nice to be at home, by the way. Been at the, uh, been at the hotel uh, for a couple of weeks, but uh, fortunately I was, um, well, not fortunately, just so happened to be, uh, normally I do Mondays and then um sometimes Tuesday morning in the, in the up in Liverpool and I um a couple of weeks I've been doing sort of late overnight on Tuesdays but uh did the overnight last night so back today um so nice to be back at base well I went abroad for a tummy tuck and I now have pain in my legs and fluid leaking from my wounds what should I do um well you you should see your doctor basically um pain in my legs is a bit of a worry you're saying legs which makes me sort of slightly less worried if it's both of them but certainly if it's one of them you do think about dvt which is a significant risk after a tummy tuck it's a risk after any surgery but it's a significant risk after a tummy it's an increased risk after a tummy tuck and it's a significant complication it's a clot in your legs which can form pain or swelling in, in one of your legs uh, and that cl clot can fly off into your lungs and form a pe so that's a significant complication that you need to 
um, seek help for if that's a possibility. It's, it's hard with this is all the information that I know, so it's hard to be too uh, pacific about it. Um, but uh, painting like that, fluid leaking from my wounds. Doesn't sound good, does it? I mean, I guess it depends on how long after the tummy tuck it is, really, because if you had liposuction, um, it's not uncommon to have that liposuction fluid leak. So it sounds pretty bad, but um, it may not be that bad if it's in the first sort of few days, I guess, perhaps first week from surgery. Um, fluid leaking still a week after a week, be a little bit more concerned about really. Um, and I want to know what the wound looks like, if you still got dressings on. So there's all sorts of questions here, which really, to be honest with you, I don't really want to get into too much because really at the end of the day, it's your doctor who needs to be um, asked about this. And we often get people who ask and say they've been abroad and all this sort of stuff. And I think the point is when a doctor operates on you, they've got a duty of care to look after you, whether it be abroad or um, whether it be in this country. So, you know, I think, you know, they should, this is one of the problems of getting abroad. I don't really know where you stand. You know, you, in this country, if you, you know, doctor didn't look after you. You've got things like the GMC, you've got BARPS and BAPRAS. If they're members of BARPS and BAPRAS, you've got someone to go to to say, look, this doctor's not looking after me. And I, um, you know, and, and there's a sort of a, an overarching governing body that uh, gives a code of conduct of how we're supposed to be um, behave and what sort of service we provide. And, you know, I've always said that the aftercare is, is, is as important as the as the surgery. Now, often people don't need much aftercare, but sometimes they do, particularly for big ops like these, you know, tummy tucks and stuff like that. You know, it's quite a big op and there is risks of issues and concerns and problems and it can be very frustrating if you can't get help. Um, I just had a thing the other day, well, not last week, the week before, my wife had a problem with her eye and it was all swollen and things and we had to call all these people. And, you know, I think the NHS does a great job of looking after you but it quite can be quite hard to access the services um because they are so overwhelmed really and you know if you're having private treatment you don't really want to go into that uh service and you shouldn't really have to go into that service there's um I was talking to a, one of the um um doctors at the, at the Western Hospital up, up in Liverpool saying they're getting a lot of people who have been treated overseas and are coming to the hospital with problems and it's not you know it's not nice for the person for the patient to have to go to an NHS hospital with a problem I mean if you're really ill um, NHS hospital is probably the best place to be but things like this if you're not really ill and you just got problems with your wounds and and issues and things like that that should really be treated by the hospital or by the doctor looking after you unless you know you're really obviously in a really bad way then then fair enough but i think a lot of the problems are niggles and annoyances um and i don't know what to take about this one i mean um as i say it depends on how long ago the tummy tuck was and uh you know i think pain in your legs is a potentially significant complication so i do think you need to get that looked at and my first of call would be your surgeon there that is your first responsibility or your surgeon's nurse or or the team who did the surgery and i'm assuming correct me if i'm wrong anybody out there who's had tummy tuck or has had surgery abroad they have some kind of person in the uk do they have some kind of um, liaison in the uk if you have surgery abroad do they have a maybe a nurse here or something do they have someone you can see is there anyone you can see um 
I guess these are the questions to be asking before you go abroad, really. What uh, what happens if we've got a problem? Um, because to be honest with you, the NHS um, will look after, you know, extreme things, but they won't perhaps be as accommodating or as helpful as your own surgeon would be. Um, not least because they don't know what's been done. It's like me, I don't know what's been done. So, um, so yeah, go to your own surgeon is the advice. And, um, you know, they do have, they are doctors, they have a duty of care to look after you if they've done surgery on you. Um, does a breast lift include an areola reduction? All right, there you go. Yes, it does. So there you go. Look at that. This, this is, um, this is, um, what, what a, you know, breast reduction includes a breast lift and a breast lift includes an areola reduction. So we should advertise breast reduction as, you know, breast reduction, including breast lift and areola reduction. So when you do a, uh, as I say, breast lift, breast reduction, similar operation um, with the breast lift, uh, just reducing the skin envelope or it's a breast reduction, taking some of the volume away from the breast, but both of them are tightening the skin envelope. And in tightening the skin envelope, you move the nipple, you don't take it off. A lot of people think you take it off. You don't take the nipple off with a breast lift and a breast reduction. You can, but it's only really reserved for extremely large breast reductions, or at least in my hands it is. I very rarely do it. Um, and when you're doing it, you 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 cut around the, uh, the nipple in the areola, um, and then you take all the skin away from it, and then you lift it up into a new skin envelope and then stitch around it again. So you can make the areola any size you want. So often when you have, uh, when you need a breast lift or a breast reduction, the reason you need it is because the skin's been stretched and you've got too much skin. And obviously the areola is also skin. So the areola is often a little bit big, um, a little bit stretched for people who need a breast lift and a, and a breast reduction. So it's not uncommon for people who um, uh, have a breast lift to have an areola a little bit too big and it is standard to reduce it. And certainly a discussion we can have if you've got a specific idea about how big you want it um you can you can certainly air that uh, view we can never guarantee it because you can get a millimeter ruler and you can draw a certain size but in time it uh, it the way the scar settles it's unpredictable normally we have these nipple markers in theater with different sizes and what have you normally as a ballpark i would say four centimeters is a, is a ballpark for for, uh, for an areola but um but as i say if you've got a view on it you can certainly uh, have a have a, um, a view on that, but four centimeters in diameter is a standard. Three and a half to four and a half would be the range. You don't really want to go less than three and a half. It's going to look a bit weird. Less than three and a half, I think. <clears throat> What's Fifi got? Good to see you, Fifi. No, they don't. Plus, NHS is charging people who go abroad and come back with complications. That's news to me, Fifi, is it? Um, hmm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, if they are, yeah, I mean, I think... I think it's not ideal on both sides, as I say, in terms of the doctors who are working in the NHS, but also in terms of the patient with the problem. It's not really fair on the patient to have to um, go through the NHS where you can imagine people sort of tutting and, and maybe perhaps being a bit disparaging um, if it is a complication that should have been treated um, by the by the people who did the surgery. So, yeah, I don't know if they're charging people. I think they're, I think they're looking at perhaps charging people who um, from abroad who've had surgery if they're not entitled to NHS treatment. I think they're looking at that. But I think if you live, if you're from here and you go abroad and have surgery and come back with a complication, I think they will charge you. And I don't think they'll, sorry, I think they'll treat you and I don't think they'll charge you. Might be wrong. 
don't don't uh, don't quote me on that but um i think the main issue as i say is is the fact that it's not really great for the surgeons in the nhs or the or the patient because i've always said anyone who sends me a problem and says look i've got this and i've got that i'm always saying look you're better off seeing to your surgeon it sounds like a bit of like a it might sound like a cop-out but your surgeon knows what you were like before they know what you did uh, what they did uh, you know and they might say oh yeah that was a bit tight so that that's why that wound's broken down or crikey i'm worried about that wound breaking down because I didn't have much cover there and the implant's quite close or actually i've got a lot of cover over it so it's not so worrying or what you know they they just know what they've done so um so yeah always best to if you can see your surgeon or at least let your surgeon know and get a line of communication even if it's an email or you know sending photos and things like that we do that remotely i mean we do that here for people even in the uk uh if you have a problem and you live far away you can always send us a photo and uh you know we'll have a look at it and give you advice in that way but obviously if you have got a big problem then you can come back to the clinic to see us but a lot of things are just little niggles um and what have you so um where are we up to would you perform a breast reduction with bmi of 39 so i don't have a specific bmi cutoff if there is a specific bmi cutoff and people do have specific bmi cutoffs if there is one the bmi cutoff if is 30 is the normal standard bmi cutoff for basically cosmetic surgery in general i don't have a specific one and i try and work with the patients to try and make sure that they get the you know get the best result they're going to get which means they're getting their bmi uh, right so sometimes that can mean your bmi is below 30 and you want to get it lower which which case you should wait to have surgery and sometimes that means that your bmi might be above 30 but you might not be able to get it lower and you might be happy with your weight at that stage and and so you might have surgery then so i don't have a specific number but 39 gotta be honest i would say yeah that's too big I think the wrong side of 35 is 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 you're going to have higher risk of complications. Well, two things. First of all, you're going to have a higher risk of complications. Rebecca leaves you in the house. Good evening, Rebecca. Nice to see you. How are you? Um, so first of all, you're going to have a higher risk of complications um, with, with a higher BMI. But also, to be honest with you, you're not going to get as good a result. The thing you've got to realize when you're having a breast reduction or whatever surgery you're going to have, tummy tucks, the same for anything, you, you're not you're still going to be big. That's the other thing to realize. You're not going to be like small. You'll have smaller breasts, but you'll still have extra. You'll have extra on the size and you'll still be big. Um, but also you're going to get a better result if you can lose weight first, particularly if you want to lose weight. So if you're trying to lose weight and you want to lose weight, I completely understand the argument that says I'm trying to lose weight and um but I can't because I've got these enormous breasts. I completely understand that you, that uh, argument. That, that that makes sense. But from a surgical point of view, don't have surgery and then lose weight afterwards if you can. Because although it is difficult to lose weight when you've got big breasts or or whatever, a big tummy, I think, or something like that, if you have surgery and then think, oh, fantastic, I can lose weight now, and then you lose weight after the surgery – potentially you're going to lose volume off your breasts they might be too small they might become too small they might droop so there's all sorts of issues that can happen if you lost weight after surgery it's unpredictable basically what happens to your breasts they might get smaller they might droop more and so you should ideally try and avoid uh, significant fluctuations of your weight after surgery so you're going to get a better result and you have less risk of complications when your BMI is lower 
Um, as I say, I don't have a specific number for it, but I think above 35 is too high. And so 39, I think, is just a, a bridge too far, really. And I think that is too high, unfortunately, for a, for a breast reduction. And really, you really need to uh, lose weight if you can before, um, before having surgery. Hi, Rebecca. I'm very well. Um, yes, I am. I'm very well. Uh, nice to see you here tonight. Um, so, look, I haven't got any more questions here. Uh, I thought I had a lot. Have I just done them quickly or what? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. I thought that was pretty good. Amy said she had five questions. I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, still, um, I'm a busy guy, so I've obviously got lots to do. So um better get on with that then. Uh, if you've got any questions, you can ask. Obviously, if you haven't, that's fine. You can get on with your, get on with your evening. Um, glass of water while we're waiting but um yeah yeah i gotta put my feet up they got into watching below deck next time. i mean i watched it when it was first on because it was often on parallel with uh antiques road trips so if i'd seen one because there's a repeat i'd go over to below deck so i've seen a lot of them and they're watching on netflix so that might be what you're hearing next door so uh yeah anyway Right then, well, um, anyway, oh, shoot. Oh, gosh, that's out of time. Got to go. Um, so thanks for coming, and I will see you all. Mm, not sure if I'll see you next. Uh, look, Sam's joined. Sam, you know the, you know the time, love. 7 o'clock, isn't it? 7.25. What, what are you playing at? Uh, have you much plan for the holiday? Yeah, when I said um, questions, Corinne, um, was thinking more like, you know, BMIs and tummy tuck sort of questions rather than what you've got planned for the bank holiday um but th that does bring me to next week i don't know if i'll do it next week probably not because i am off next week and i'm probably gonna go away i say probably unbooked it um should have booked it i know i know i'm trying to i'm trying to it's just narrowing down what something to do with the children if anyone knows what we can do with the children um i'm thinking of hiring a camper van is the answer to that so that'll probably be tuesday so i think we're doing something until over the weekend um i gotta be honest i can't remember what but there was definitely something happening on saturday or sunday or monday or something like that oh yeah my sister my wife's sister's coming over um and uh just trying to give some good time corin mediator there good or moderator, yeah, mediator is more of a sort of hostage negotiation type thing. Um, so yeah, so I've got the um sister in law coming over the bank holiday weekend, and probably going to take two of the children on a camper van somewhere, not sure where. Um, went to Cheddar a couple of years ago, which was great. Um, anywhere like Cheddar, anyone think of Cheddar like place in the UK? anyone odette holden is here good evening odette you're probably thinking what on earth is going on here to be honest with you so am i um it's a it's a q a odette it's a q a uh for i'm a plastic surgeon um and i answer questions on a on a tuesday evening i had five questions and i've answered them now so i'm just filling in and um but obviously I'm, i've got a lot to do so i've got to go and read the meters actually so um better go and oh look here we go <laughs> something happened uh lkb 91 what are your views on bbl well 
first of all, at LKB, I don't do BBL. That's the first thing. That's the disclosure. Um, I'm a bit torn, I'll be honest with you, um, for next time. Oh, you don't want to do it now? I'll do it now, LK, LK, LKB. Um, I'm a bit torn on it because the plastic surgery in this country, the plastic surgery community have been very negative about it, and there have been some deaths from uh, fat embolus, so they've been very negative, and they said we shouldn't do it. Having said that, there are some people from overseas who are doing it a lot, who say there's a huge market for it, a lot of people want it, and you can do it safely. So I'm a bit torn because I don't, I, I, I got to, because I, I haven't really got into the that world. I wouldn't like to say that that you should or shouldn't have it. Um, it's 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 certainly popular, you know, worldwide. It's a popular procedure. Um, but it's just one something I never really got into. I find it difficult. I find it difficult to find the aesthetic of it because sometimes I see some results and I think mm, I don't find that. I find it hard to to reconcile myself with the aesthetic. Although having said that, um, I went to a meeting a few years ago now with someone who's doing a lot, and he was saying, "Look, if you do breasts, you should do buttocks because." And he showed a photo of a woman sort of bent over with a picture of her buttocks, which kind of look like breasts does that sound a bit weird i guess it does sound a bit weird but you know he's basically saying the, 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 the <laughs> yeah but anyway he said you know if you do breasts then it's a similar kind of thing but i so anyway and i'm probably at that stage now can be that i'm probably not going to do it um but you know what i would say is look into it you might not find someone in the uk who does it um be aware of the risks because there are risks with it and there have been fatalities um so you know be aware and but look for someone who's experienced in it and certainly in in the world there are people who are experienced in it who say that they can do it safely um there's risk with everything that's the thing you know so i'm a bit i'm not 100 on it for the plastic surgery side it's like don't do it it's evil it's really bad but as I say, when you talk to some people, certainly from overseas, they say, "Well, it's not all bad. You can do it safely. You're throwing it. You're throwing the baby out with the bathwater type thing. The buttocks out with the buttock water." Mm. Lisa, what you got? Thank you for answering the question regarding high BMI. It's really helped. We'll be in touch when I've lost some weight. Yes, Lisa. Yes, thirteen. What was it? Thirty-nine. Yes. Lisa, you can always come and we can have a chat. Always welcome. But I think the wrong side of 35 is 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 a bit high in my view. I missed that. I logged on too late. Uh, I think you can watch it again, Odette. I think it just stays. I think you watch it on Facebook or whatever. It just stays, I think, in the feed. Um, get the numbers up. So, yeah. Anyway. So next week, I'm probably going to be in a camper van. We were supposed to go a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't go, so it's so hot. Hopefully, it's not too rainy next week. <laughs> it's a perfect temperature. Not sure where, but um, watch this space. And um, week after, almost certainly, I'll be here, won't I? God knows what's happening the week after, but I'll probably be here. Um, seven o'clock. Who knows? I might not go away next week. It might be here next week, but, you know. I'm off officially I'm off so all right guys um I'm stopping the stream because I've got a lot on and I will see you probably the week after next 
stop the stream the corin enjoy your bank holiday have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.